4: What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast today from uh, Ramat Gan, Israel. It's um, one of the more inland suburbs of Tel Aviv in the state of Israel. And if you think it's hot in the United States, oh man, man, have you guys ever been? I don't don't think I asked you. Doug Gottlieb Show. get will get to that in a second. Doug Gottlieb Show is uh, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades, swift hair removal, lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor. Sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. You, You ever been there, Jay Stu? You ever been to Israel? No. Not once. I'd love to do it one day. Okay. Uh... I actually had some guys like, "Why don't you do the show from a bar tonight?" And like Tel Aviv I was like, "Do all? Well, do they have an Ethernet line? I could, I could, we we could do that." Uh, Isaac, have you ever tra- traveled to the Holy Land?
6: Is that an invitation? Because not yet. But I sure, mean, sure, yeah, you, kind of, you I
4: got you people If you want to give me here. a ride,
6: I'll pronounce hummus however you like it.
4: Hummus. You like the hummus? <laughs> you like the hummus? I like the hummus very much. Kin. Kin is yes. Kin is yes. Now the Tov, um, Tov is good. Tov. When Book I was Tov is good morning. Yes.
7: When I was growing up. there were uh my jewish friends had told me that can you do a trip free of charge to israel before a certain age is that still
4: stand does that ring a bell yes you can do it's called a birthright trip you know if you're jewish
6: i've never heard of this i've also never heard you get a free trip just because i mean who's paying for this trip where did you hear this Please don't say Wikipedia.
7: Now that he said Google. birthright trip, I, and now it's all ringing a bell. Yeah, free free char, free of charge, right, Doug? Yeah. Who yeah. pays for
4: it? This is great. Israel pays for it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look it up. Go ahead. I mean, like, there's, yeah, it's a, right. a, a birthright. Yeah, you can find out if you're eligible for it. I, Isaac Lowenkron, I think, I think you got the name. You could, you could do it. <laughs> it's a free 10-day trip to Israel. Jeez, yeah. That's, you go to the Golden Heights, man. you go to museums, you go see everything.
6: Okay, yeah. Here we go. Ages
4: eighteen to twenty six. Yeah, Did ah, you're a little that, out of that range, yeah, Isaac. Well. Sorry, yeah, about just that. slightly out of that range. He, 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 he looks young. My my uh, my niece, uh, my niece Scarlet, um, came this year. She kind of took a gap year. She was at uh, Auburn. Now she's at Loyola Chicago, and she she came. She had an incredible trip. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, and then the other thing you can is you can make aliyah. You can make aliyah. Are you familiar with aliyah?
6: I'm familiar with ali ali oxen free, but I s- sense that's something different.
4: It, it is <laughs> it 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 is something different. It means you can. Well, it means uh, arising or ascending. But you can uh, immigrate to Israel, and when you make aliyah, they actually uh, pay you. They pay you to come and move here. If you're Jewish. Not kidding. Okay. I'm, so three and four star hotels. So it's not like. No, no. They like give you money and like you got to go find a place to live.
6: Oh, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm so, I'm talking about the, the birthright thing.
4: Yeah. Nice hotels. Jeez. Nice hotels. Good people. Like and you come and you, you see the country and sometimes people extend their stay. They get a student visa and then they kind of travel around. You know, I've never done the hostel thing takeover or a place to stay but you can do that as well or you can stay at hotels afterwards but it's a 10-day trip all taken care of that's good marketing i gotta tell you it, it it's really it's it's cool and so i'm over here for what's called the maccabi games it's like the jewish olympics and now uh, they have they have 16u they have 18u so that's more kind of more juniors and um uh that's and then we're, we're the open which is you know, you're playing against different countries. We, we just scrimmaged the Israeli national team. It's pretty awesome. But, I mean, you have all different sports. My daughter's competing in equestrian. So she travels out to Tiberias, I think, tomorrow. She's, that's, that's, that's like from the Bible, Tiberias, you know, where Jesus walked on water. That's where she will be.
6: That was also <laughs> Captain Kirk's middle name in Star Trek for all the nerds in the listening audience. <laughs> oh, sadly,
4: I, knew. sadly, sadly I, I actually knew that one. I actually knew that one. Uh, I I went through a period where I wasn't a trekkie, but I I repeated eighth grade. I was little and immature, <laughs> so nothing's changed. Was it more that you were little, or more that you were immature? Uh, I think I mean, that answers
6: that, doesn't it?
4: No, I mean I was. Look, I was five feet tall when I finished eighth grade, and then. 15 months later when I started high school, I was like five, nine and a half. So, I mean, there was a lot of, lot of physical growth to do, but emotional growth as well. And I think some of the emotional growth was because the physical growth hadn't, hadn't happened. Um, but when I repeated eighth grade, I, I, there was, I went to a different middle school all the way across town. And the only soul we, we knew, my friend had <laughs> ascended to high school. And his parents were kind enough to like, hey, just come stay with us at your house till your parents can come over and get you, because otherwise, I had to take like a city bus home. And they had a cool house with a, a hoop in their back backyard with like a whole half court. And but the dad was like a Trekkie, and he had all the Star Treks on on VHS cassette. And I, I would <laughs> periodically watch them. And I, I've, I've watched every like almost every episode of Star Trek because of it, because I would go, I'd come come to their house afterwards, and I'd shoot hoops, and then I'd the mom would make me a snack. Um, and then I'd go and I watch Star Trek and do my homework, and my mom and dad would come pick you up sometime in the afternoon. It was the greatest thing ever, ever. Especially because I was doing the same homework from the year before. Although the year before, when I knew I was staying back, I didn't exactly do my homework. So, that, so there was there was that element to it. How do we get to Star Trek?
1: Uh, Cap, you know Captain Kirk's oh. character, Doug, is from uh, Iowa.
4: See Where, it all. There's look, look at all well, these connectors. All I love back. this. Yeah. I love. Is there anything that connects us to Jay Stu? I'm yeah. afraid not. I,
7: I, I think I've probably acted in projects with people that have acted with William Shatner. How about, could we go down that, like six degrees of uh, well, Chris Kevin Pratt, Bacon? Well,
6: Chris Pratt wasn't in one of the Star Trek movies. That was somebody <laughs> else, wasn't it? No, but Chris Pratt was, was
4: he's in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Now, they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy 3, is that right? I know he's in the new Thor. Um which hasn't come out yet, but I don't know if there, there's got to be pretty easy acting connector to William Shatner from Chris Pratt, is, right? Isn't
1: Pratt in the new, isn't it Chris Hemsworth is in the new Thor?
4: Well, Chris Hemsworth is the star of the new Thor, but Chris oh, Pratt is also in the new Thor. I don't, because, I don't see these movies. Oh, you don't? No, nah, Guardians not. of the Galaxy?
1: No, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I just am not, not a big Marvel guy.
4: You know, I, I'm not a huge Marvel guy either, but did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? I did. I enjoyed it, yeah. Right, th- those are more fun, right? Yeah, like yeah. Deadpool is, I'm not big on the X-Men. Deadpool is like kind of the anti-X-Men, X-Men movie. I love Deadpool. I mean, it's one of, one of, that's on my list of top 10 favorite movies. How do we get to all this? Oh, we were talking about Israel. So, yeah, so my daughter's going to Tiberias. They have all the different sports, you know. They have hockey now here, hockey, uh, soccer, tennis. Uh, I think they have table tennis. Uh, they have futsal. Futsal is pretty fun, right? Like indoor soccer. I struggle though on the is futsal really a sport, and here's why you get the you get the well he just started playing futsal and he's very good. Well, if you just started playing a sport and you're very good, then it's probably not it's like a guys that couldn't make the whole soccer team play futsal, right? Is that a reasonable explanation for it?
6: So futsal for the uninitiated is like indoor because I remember indoor soccer, which was actually big for sports fans in like the 80s and 90s. But it was huge. The same I played thing? indoor soccer.
4: Yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of club soccer kids still played indoor soccer too, but yes, it was big it was big in the eighties and nineties. What happened to it?
6: Bad management. Tried to grow too Listen. big. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you kicked it out of bounds, Doug, did it yeah. was it out or was it just like racquetball where you just continued to bounce it off the wall? I can't remember. Uh I don't remember.
6: Indoor soccer—they no, played it on a hockey rink, so it hardly ever went out of bounds. It would just hit that's the right. boards or the glass. Yeah, we we played I, we, it in like a I, warehouse,
0: though.
7: No, that's the question, though. If it went up against the boards, it's it's still in play. Absolutely. I yes. went to so- uh, we went to the California Surf back in the day. That was indoor soccer here in Southern California.
6: The San Diego Sockers, the Anaheim Splash. Uh, Jeannie Buss, uh, I, I, I think she might have ran the old Los Angeles Lasers, who used to play at the Forum. Get it? Lakers Lasers.
4: Yes. Do you have to do the finger thing like Austin Powers with the lasers? <laughs> Los Angeles <laughs> la- Lasers. Anyway, that's where I am. I, I want to, to do this. Um, so the Westbrook and LeBron were both at Summer League game, and they were sitting on, like, opposite sides of the court, like, LeBron was with his guys underneath the hoop, you know, and Russell Westbrook was kind of behind one of the benches, sort of pushed over to the side when the Lakers were playing. Clearly not together. And it's like, it's one of those things where um, usually couples that are going through a breakup, like they fake it when they're out in public. right? And then people just start guessing like, well, they didn't hold hands. You know, he didn't kiss her once. There's no small talk between them, you know? I mean, that really starts, I think, when, on wedding day, right, when they're walking down the aisle and somebody turns to you and go, I give it six months, right? But, but you know, during the time of when there's turmoil, most times they kind of sit together. When, when the divorce has happened, that's when they're not sitting anywhere near each other. Like, this thing is over. Over. That's, there's no such thing as an accident with LeBron James where he sits. None. You don't go from recruiting Russell Westbrook and I think that, that like on some levels LeBron feels um, I don't want to say disrespected he feels a little probably embarrassed by how bad Russell Westbrook was when he's the one that everybody believes made the call to bring in Russell Westbrook and then I'm sure for Russell Westbrook he feels like kind of like he's left hanging, like, hey, dude, you recruited me to be on this team. It didn't work out. We got a new head coach who's saying all the right things, and you're still not really in on me no matter what you try and say, right? Th- that's like the most... If you think they're getting back together, why were they sitting on opposite sides of the gym? That, that's not a... That's not a shot in the dark. That's feels like a reality. Not 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 hard to believe, right, so J. Stu? I mean... Literally opposite sides, like one's on one side, one's on the other, and there wasn't any. Oh, I saw you over there. I didn't see you. Did you see him? I didn't see you. Right? You got a cell phone now. You can text like, "Where you at?" W Y A. Hey, I'm, I'm behind the bench. Where you at? Oh, I'm behind this other hoop. Oh, I'll, I'll meet you up at halftime. Or I'll, I'll come over. Stay there. None of that.
7: Yeah, the story That's seemed like- a little too good to be true. It still does a little bit. I, it's, it's amazing to me that they would not be more self-aware and go through the motions at least just go up and give a bro hug or a fist bump or something it but to just not engage that just seems odd and too good to be true for us um
4: yeah I, I think that's you think it's what's too good to be true about it that, that too good they, for that
7: us the people in the media that are reacting to this it's like it just seems a, a little too good to be true that they went to a place, did not engage. Either they're screwing with us or uh, they did at some point and it just wasn't seen, but I I don't know. My radar is up and uh, it just seems
4: seems a little too good. Ilo, do you think it's a real thing or do you think it's like it's them playing with us?
6: I'm almost 100% convinced it's much ado about nothing. I mean, for all we know, they rode to the gym together. They had dinner together. No they way. partied no, together that no, night. No we just way. didn't no see way. it.
4: You would, you would have seen it on the gram. Like, nothing LeBron James does is, is by accident. Nothing. I, 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 don't, I don't believe that at all. I You know, he does things for the gram. I don't believe that for one second.
6: It just seems that these people would just take a, a, a night off from calculating stuff. I mean, choreographing where you're going to sit at a, a summer league game. I mean, that's I'm a I'm not saying much. you
4: have to choreograph where you're going to sit, but if you're in the same gym, like, oh, hey, Russ is here. Oh, where, where, where is he? He's on the other side. Oh, I'll go get him at halftime, or I'll walk over there to him. Plus, like LeBron James, I, I know this for a fact. I had a, a guy who was uh, kind of deep down in the organization back then, Um, who remember the year that he was the first year he got hurt. He got hurt on Christmas day. That was the year he came in and he had the goblet of wine. They were really mad that it was like embarrassing that he was drunk at a game, but he used to wait until the game had started and then walk out to sit on the bench because he wanted to get his own ovation right it's like not taking away from the Lakers their ovation when they get introduced not standing there and clapping for those dudes I'm waiting until the game starts now I'll walk out now oh there's LeBron James oh LeBron get back healthy they used to do that nothing he does is not calculated and this is just that. That's this is just part of that just part of that
6: Actually, uh, you know, Doug and uh, fellas, we actually have uh, some audio of uh, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook uh, discussing the apparent snub uh, at the Vegas Summer League. Let's listen.
5: Oh, God. You dirty little liar. I'm sorry, I can explain. Explain how you forgot to invite us to your party?
6: If you're wondering, that was actually a scene from Mean Girls. But the same principle applies, doesn't it? We're just playing a scene there from uh, yeah. Mean Girls. I, I basically I, think I it's the same girls. thing.
4: I, I do. I love. I love Mean being... Girls
6: because that's exactly the same thing that it sounds like. I mean, Mean Girls was several, several years. I mean, eighteen years ahead of its time, and it's the <laughs> same. It's the same concept. Uh, all
4: right. How about this? We'll get this. Damian Lillard. How loyal can you be, huh? That's next.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
4: Do, 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 do. Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor. Brings in a smooth shave. with six stainless steel blades, a swift hair remover a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club uh, sold at... Uh, the razors sold at Com or in stores. Rick Buecher in a second. Um, so Damian Lillard signed a contract extension, and I guess I got to be the guy. I guess I got to be the guy who says... Really? Not, not not really. You don't sign it. It's two years, $122 million. So that is uh, a 61 and a half, a $61 million per year, right? Okay. Take a listen to what he said about signing the
2: extension. I feel proud to be that guy because I don't think that you, you earn something like this just by going out there and scoring a bunch of points. Something that's missing in our league is the character and the fight and the passion and pride about not just the name on the back, but the name on the front.
4: So obviously playing to the idea that he's only played for the Trailblazers, it leads you to believe that the remake of the Trailblazers are trying to build the team around him, which sounds great. But let's not misassociate staying with one team for a gigantic contract extension with loyalty. Okay. He's now signed through 2027, and at the back end of his contract, he's going to make 61 million dollars per year for the last two years guaranteed. That's not loyalty. Okay? That's that's the problem is he's not wrong. Okay? Playing for the front of the jersey is valuable. Does have a value and should be rewarded. And by the way, that's part of how these contracts are structured with the Larry Bird clause, right? That It actually is. You can get more money and one more year if you stay in one team that has your Larry Bird rights. Okay, so he's right, but he's wrong, and that's not real loyalty. Real loyalty is, hey, man, whatever you want to do. You want me to take less money? I'll take less money. I love it here, front of the jersey. Now, now, again, and and I I love the fact when he signed, he had pictures of his babies and his family. And he's like, this is life changing money, not just for me, but for my whole family. Like, I, I I'm not saying anyone should turn down sixty one million dollars two year, you know, one hundred twenty two over two years. Like, who among us is? But don't associate Don't tell me that's loyalty. That's not loyalty. Hey, right? that's maybe the NBA's version of loyalty. Like, well, you know. I, I stayed, but I just happened to make more money than I could make anywhere else, and I just happened to, like, whatever. If that's what you want to call it. Lo- loyalty is, I'm in it. Oh, what? You want me to take, you want to make less? Sure. Like, let me get out of that. I'll make 30, start bringing in some dudes, because I want the front of the chest to succeed. He doesn't have to, but he also doesn't have to act like he's somehow above everybody else, because I'm loyal. I stayed for $60 million guaranteed two years in a row. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to Rick Bucher, who joins us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show with care of Bet River Sportsbook. Check out the latest lines, the world of sports. Bet River Sportsbook, the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21 present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. To play gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Is uh, is Damien Lillard a hero because he signed yet another contract extension for $122 million to stay in Portland?
10: Uh, I don't know that I call him a hero necessarily he did what was best for damien what he is is he's a really good businessman i know great. that there's a, a a feeling out there that he should like oh he has to go someplace else. you're never going to win a ring in portland uh, okay there's a lot of other places he might never win a ring uh he's maximized what he's able to do he understands that he is the straw that stirs the drink in portland and that there's no guarantee that he would be in a better situation or be any closer to winning a championship someplace else. So it makes all the sense in the world that he would sign the extension when he did Uh, this idea that, hey, if you're not giving back money or you're taking less, you're undermining your team's ability to win. Look, uh, from everything I've heard, I know that James Harden has technically supposedly given back 15 million. No one is buying that. He's actually giving up 15 million there. They figure somehow, some way he's going to be compensated somewhere along the lines. Uh, and so I, I'm look, I'm not going to fault Damien for a second for taking the extension. And I'm certainly not going to fault him for staying in Portland and trying to get it done there.
4: Um, how good is he? I mean, because one of the things I would point out, I think Damian is a very good player. Yeah. I don't, like, this is, the problem with the max, con, these max contracts is, it's a, we had this 15 years ago, right, where yep. all these guys get yep. max con, They're not all max players. The max sure. players are sure. Kevin Durant. The max players are sure. Nikola Jokic. You know, I mean, you, you kind of, you, you, you go through it. Um, how how good in your mind is Damian Lillard? I think he's a, I think
10: he's a, a very, very good player. If we're just talking about pure talent, then am I going to put him in the top, I don't know, the top 10 in the league right now? Probably not. But what brings value, and the reason that I don't have a problem with Portland investing in him in in that way or him taking the money, is that Damien is everything you would hope that your best player would be on and off the court. He represents them well. He is engaging. He uh, he's a leader. Like he does all. He has all of the intangibles that I believe expand his value, particularly in a small market like Portland. He has made them, for the most part, uh, competitive, uh, a playoff team. I mean, they did their their playoff streak. They had the longest playoff streak of any team in the league, Uh, and so I'm. I'm just we can get into the nuts and bolts of where he ranks just as far as pure talent is concerned. But if it comes to paying him a max salary, he's one of the one of the, the rare guys outside of the absolute superstars when it comes to talent that I would say he's worth a max contract, even if you don't look at him as a max talent.
4: It's, it's a it's a fair way to look at it. Um it's. They're I'm nothing not even fair, Doug. I am
10: nothing but fair.
4: Uh, it, it's the guys think it's much ado about nothing. I don't think there's any uh, any chance that it's not, not it's it's nothing with LeBron James sitting in a completely different part of the arena <laughs> than Russell Westbrook. Right? The guy can't work out without posting a video or shoot hoops with his kids in front of his house without posting a video. He knows right. the camera's on him, and he knows the right. guy he recruited is in the building watching the team, and he's nowhere to be seen. Like, this is, this, this is obvious because it's over. Tell me I'm wrong.
10: No, I can't tell you you're wrong. I, now, Kyrie at one point was – he was there uh, courtside – And visible, he wasn't there when LeBron was there. Um, But I think you're referencing also the fact that Russ and LeBron were there and did not were were not engaging.
4: It's 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 Russ it's Russ and LeBron sitting in complete different parts. That's the part that just jumps out at me.
10: Yeah, and that's not and and that's not by accident. Look, Russ Westbrook, and is one of the things that has driven him. Is that he has always had a chip on his shoulder going back to high school when he was lightly recruited, and he was he had a chip on his shoulder when he was at UCLA, and he was basically a, a defensive guy that uh, that Hal um, played uh, not in as many minutes or in the role that uh, that that, uh, that he, he thought he deserved. Thought he deserved right. and. Uh, drafting by Oklahoma city and kind of having to prove that he was on the level with uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, it is never, it's never gone away. So if you show any, any inkling of disrespect to Russ Westbrook, that is going to light a white hot fire in him. And LeBron James simply by omission has done exactly that. So it's no accident. There's not like, I, I can't tell you that they, they despise each other or whatever it is, but Russ feeling like he has been deserted by LeBron. There is no doubt in my mind that with all that has transpired and how Russ has had to take the lion's share of the blame for what transpired last last season, uh, that that he is feeling that and he's feeling the absence of, support from LeBron by all of the conversation about Kyrie Irving coming in.
4: Will Kyrie eventually be a Laker?
10: I would fully. Well, it's interesting. I, I I have said consistently, yeah, it's a matter of when, not if. But I did, and I just got back from Vegas. I was there and I talked to some people about it. And, and at least one GM was of the mind that if, Like, this is not something that Jeannie Buss wants to do. She already, the feeling is she's already compromised her control and authority over the franchise, and that she's been co opted by LeBron. Adding Kyrie Irving to the equation is only going to amplify that. And so that's where it gives me pause. It, 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 to me, is the only option I can see that they have any chance of and I don't, being better, being more interesting, whatever it might be. I don't think it really changes their equation dramatically. But uh, there, there's a really tough choice there that, that Genie has to make. We're coming back and we're going to be a lot like we were last year, or we get another shiny object that may. You know it's going to change it at least somewhat, but also makes us interesting and relevant for at least uh, uh, at least a year. And so that's the difficulty. That's the difficult challenge that she faces, but their decision that she faces. And in doing so, it means that she's acquiescing to what LeBron James wants one more time.
4: okay, let's let's get to Kevin Durant. He's obviously a more valuable commodity. Uh, yep. Has four years left. Has four years left in this deal. But first, yep. is there any chance, any chance at all, that the Nets say, ah, couldn't get the deals worked out. Let's just go as is."
10: I've heard more of that. I, I heard more of that in Vegas than I'd heard prior, and a lot of it has to do with just. I mean, one, the Rudy Gobert deal really kind of mucked up the works because it puts pressure on the Nets to to get a bigger deal than what uh, Utah got for Gobert five first round picks i mean that's that's a lot it's, you know what do you, you get i get get seven you got eight like it 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 really makes it um challenging to to find a deal where the, the nets can come away saying we got you know we got at least something close to uh to value on it, but the other part is there's just everybodys spent their money it's not if people look at it and they want they wanna use this as a referendum on the value of Kevin Durant. And certainly there's a question 33 coming off of a, a, an Achilles like he's he's shown that he's back but like how much longer can we expect him to be like this? Can we expect it to be like this for the next 4 years? There there is a there is an element of that. But the reason the market isn't what you would isn't as robust robust as you would expect it to be for Kevin Durant is simply because the, the money involved, I mean, even with the, with the Golden State Warriors, which has been put out there that they could make the best offer for him with all of their young talent, they would still have to include Andrew Wiggins in the deal in order to get him to make the money right. This is not where Kevin Durant was when we had the TV money spike and he could unilaterally go uh, someplace and end up going to the Warriors without having to give anything up. That's not where the, where the league is right now. Everybody's sort of tapped out money-wise. So that, that is the greatest hindrance uh, of, of anything, is simply the flexibility in being able to take on a $40 million contract and give something back in return that doesn't compromise the build of your team that KD wants to join.
4: If you were a betting man, where would you bet that Kevin Durant plays next year?
10: Phoenix. I still, based on everything that I've heard, Phoenix is the place that he wants to go. Phoenix is, has the, you know, I heard one interesting piece about um, the, the Nets, the Jazz, and the Suns working on a deal where Donovan Mitchell would end up with the Nets and KD would go to the Suns, and then the Nets and Suns would cobble together something in assets and draft picks and young talent that would satisfy Utah. DeAndre Ayton would presumably be part of that, and the Indiana Pacers' interest and where that goes could put a huge wrench, throw a huge wrench into that. But... um All signs point to if he doesn't stay in Brooklyn, if Brooklyn doesn't hold his feet to the fire and say, we've got four years, like we're not going to hurry into moving you someplace. If they do move him, I still say that Phoenix is the most popular destination.
4: Buke, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk soon. You got it, Doug. That's Rick Bucher from Fox Sports One. The Dollar Shave Club's six blade razor brings a noticeably smooth shave with six stainless steel blades, swift hair removal, and lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club's razors are sold at DollarShaveClub.com or in stores. Could Dodger Stadium be without its iconic Dodger dogs when it hosts a Major League Baseball All Star game next week? Find out next.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley.
3: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori
11: Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades.
4: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, reminding you the Dollar Shave Club six blade razor brings them a sweet, smooth shave with six stainless steel blades for a swift hair removal or lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at DollarShaveClub.com or in stores. Let's get to the press. The press. I, low, Isaac Lowe, and what do you got?
6: Doug, a uh, week before Dodger Stadium hosts the Major League Baseball All-Star Game for the first time in 42 years, we might add, Dodger Stadium concession workers are threatening to strike. The concession workers are technically employed by an outside company. And what makes the story all the more notable is that a short time ago, the Major League Baseball Players Association released a statement in support of the workers saying in part it stands in solidarity with Dodger Stadium concession workers. They deserve to be treated fairly and will continue to have the 1,200 members of the Major League Baseball Players Association behind them, unquote.
4: Wait, so, so what's the deal?
6: The concession workers are threatening to strike right before the All-Star game. Who's going to make and grill the Dodger dogs? Who's going to sell the Dodger dogs? Are they going to have Clayton Kershaw doing double duty? Probably not because he's a member of the Players Association.
4: Yeah, well, um, you know, when I, I don't know if you know this. When my, my brother and sister, we grew up in Orange, California, and all the kids at El Medina High School, El Medina, same school that produced Freddie Freeman, um, they used to work not in concessions, but they would fill the condiments up at Anaheim Stadium. Great job. Great job um but it's it's weird so yeah they, i mean i i this has to get done but it's one of those like do you check all the boxes for something as big as the all-star game right
6: right well cuz cuz that's interesting because while they are all not technically employed by the Dodgers you know how it is these stadiums and arenas they outsource it to uh outside concession companies but it still really reflects on the Dodgers
4: it does it does, but it, there's all third parties or whatever, and it's weird because the Dodgers make so much money. Uh, so do the McCourts, though, right? They make money because <laughs> yeah. they own the parking lot still. That's why they if there's have- a way to charge the McCourts for the concession stands people and get some of their money, I think that I think we'd all be happy with that.
6: Oh, I'm all for it. They literally, the McCourts literally had a mansion just to do laundry in Malibu, literally just to do laundry. Uh, next item, as we've talked about, Novak Djokovic. He wins at Wimbledon again yesterday. He beats Nick Kyrgios in the championship match. But while the victory was historic, it was not the most entertaining part of the championship match. What was the most entertaining was what happened... When Kyrgios became furious at a fan that he accused of being inebriated, who was harassing him. And we've got audio here that we got from the BBC of Kyrgios pleading with the chair umpire to throw the fan out. So you'll you'll have to listen closely. But among the phrases to listen for Kyrgios saying she's drunk out of her mind. And she's the one who looks like she's had 700 drinks, bro.
3: She distracted me when I'm serving in a Wimbledon final. Well, there's not a bigger occasion.
10: You didn't believe me. And she did it again. It nearly cost me the game. Okay, but why is she still here
6: Who knew that tennis could be so exciting?
4: Um, I, li- I-, I like that he got beat. I do think he brings some energy to tennis that it's been missing. Uh, and I think pointing out that the fan has had 700 drinks is pretty impressive as well.
6: Yeah. Um, and-, and most likely it is... The first time that a Wimbledon chair umpire has been referred to as quote bro, unquote. Staying, <laughs> staying across the pond. Uh, yeah. I could just see Margaret. I could just see Margaret Court referring to the chair umpire as bro. Anyway, staying uh,
4: bro, bro, yeah, <laughs> clearly was out, bro. <laughs> I love his what was the what was the famous uh, John McEnroe line? You cannot be serious! You cannot be serious, Come bro. Me, bro. You cannot be serious, bro. <sighs> uh
6: with Bjorn Borg standing bemusedly by. Those were the days, man. All right, staying across the pond, the Royal and Ancient Golf Club did not invite two-time British Open champion Greg Norman to this week's events, celebrating the 150th anniversary of the British Open due to Greg Norman's involvement with the new Live Golf Tour. So a little Mean Girls-esque action from the old... Royal and Ancient Golf Club.
4: I mean, like, look, they are taking money from the Saudis. I mean, it's it's, it's this is blood diamond all over again, right? That, that's, that's what this thing is. So the, the Saudis can act like they're the mob coming coming legit, right? But they're still the mob. I, mean, I love the, they put the video out of the jet, like, oh, it's a beautiful jet. Like, okay, but the money's from oil and all the other stuff. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean... It, it, it is what it is. You, you, Greg Norman had to know that there was going to be pushback, and this is just the pushback. And that is the press. Bro. <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> that was the press. I'm Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, in case you're wondering what's on tap tomorrow, okay, so tomorrow um, I arranged a beach workout in the morning for my guys. We kind of got a little – we have a, a practice in Jerusalem as we move hotels in Jerusalem – Tomorrow, so beach workout because I had told the guys what well, the chance you'll ever work out in the beach in Tel Aviv ever again. huh? Enjoy your day. It's Doug Show, Fox Sports Radio.
0: I'm Dioza and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a podcast. A podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.